Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. We've made it to Friday, Friday edition of our program. So glad to have you with us here on the Big X Sports Radio. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. And I'll tell you what, a lot of stuff going on here on this Friday program, including a little breaking news just announced in Bloomington. IU has announced Terry Morin. She's received a very lucrative contract extension that's going to push her annual uh, average annual compensation into seven figures uh, after all the successes that she has brought to the IU women's basketball program. The release that we just got moments ago from Indiana says Morin's deal features an average annual compensation of more than $1.3 million, which ranks second in the Big Ten and among the top coaches nationally. The contract has also been extended by two years through the 28-29 season and includes more significant performance bonuses that can enhance the deal, including Big Ten regular and postseason championships, top three Big Ten regular season finishes, NCAA tournament participation and victories, and conference and or national coach of the year accolades. Coach uh, Scott Dolson, the AD at Indiana, he said, quote, Terry Morin has clearly established herself as one of the nation's best basketball coaches and in doing so has elevated Indiana women's basketball to an unprecedented level in our program's history. The decision to modify her contract not only recognizes the tremendous successes she has enjoyed during her nine years here, but also Indiana University's commitment to continuing to elevate the IU women's basketball into one of the best programs in the sport. So big deal for Terry Morin, big deal for the future of IU women's basketball. Can Indiana continue the momentum with its women's program by locking in Coach Terry Morin? It would seem that that would become much more possible, that Indiana could become a regular power, maybe you could say, in the women's game. But there have been some exciting moments the last handful of seasons and a whole bunch of successes by the IU women's program. So good to see her get an extension and uh, get a a boosted contract, to say the least. But a very aggressive uh, move made by Indiana, I would say, to help not only keep her there, but to extend uh, the success of this program into the future. So that just came from Bloomington right before we came on the air here today in the 11 o'clock hour. Let's take a look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we've got more news, notes, and headlines for this Friday program 
coming up here in just a moment. Also later in the show, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He's always with me on Fridays to talk IU basketball, football. We might even get into some baseball today with the college baseball regional coming up. I saw that down in Lexington, where Indiana's going to play, uh, down at uh, the home for Kentucky UK baseball, there's not a hotel available within an hour of the UK baseball stadium. So uh, that is a well-attended regional. Kentucky folks very excited to get the opportunity to host that. And uh, going to be tough to get a ticket. And if you're headed down to stay the night and you don't already have reservations, you're likely going to be staying in Louisville or somewhere way far away if you're coming in from far out of town. But huge crowd for that, which is really cool to see. Uh, also, later today, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star is with us. We'll talk about some of the basketball stuff that's forthcoming here in our state. The Indiana-Kentucky Junior game is on Sunday at Jeffersonville. We're just ahead of the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star Games coming up over the next couple of weeks. Lots of other things going on. Jalen Harrelson with an update on his recruiting that we'll discuss with Kyle and a lot more coming up today. That's the lineup, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honeybake Tam in New Albany. And a couple reminders, we got a ton of stuff on the Big X and related stations this weekend. On Saturday, John Spears will have the uh, I excuse me, John Spears will have the Providence Baseball Regional. They will take on Brownstown. That game is 11 a.m. start for the Pioneers. At 3 o'clock on Saturday, John Spears will also have the Silver Creek game. They will take on Connorsville in a 3A regional championship game. Both the Providence and Silver Creek games are at Floyd Central. I will be down in Evansville with P.K. Falkenstein. The uh, Evansville game is Jeff and Castle. It's going to be played at the University of Evansville's baseball stadium. It's going to come on at 4 p.m. Eastern time, but we won't be on the Big X. We will be on 970 a.m. That's so we can squeeze the end of the Silver Creek game on and then the start of Bats game on here on the Big X, and we'll be on 970 for the duration of the Jeffersonville baseball game. So Providence and Silver Creek Saturday here on the Big X, 11-3. and three. The first pitches in those games, the Jeff game down at Evansville, 4 p.m. on 970 a.m. is the plan for this weekend. We've got a regional trifecta uh, covering all of the local teams with uh, that are still alive uh, in the baseball tournament. Of course, Borden down at Lagodi will give you some updates from there throughout the day as well. But a busy, busy weekend of regional baseball. And again, these are one-game regionals. It's different than it's ever been. It's like basketball this past year. You win the regional championship. You move on to a two-game semi-state. Basically, things are flip-flop. The regional is now one game. The semi-state is now two games. It was opposite of that. It has been opposite of that really since class basketball came into fruition uh, here in the Hoosier State. So don't forget about our high school baseball coverage on Saturday. We look forward to being at the ballpark basically all day, especially for John Spears. He's got two big games coming your way on Saturday. I've got the one game on 970 a.m. from down in Evansville. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502 414 
1450. That is the number. You can send a question, a comment. It can be about IU. It can be about local sports, high school baseball, regionals, a shout-out to whatever. We'll get it on the air here on this Friday edition of the program. Send a text to 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's get into some headlines for the day. First off, some recruiting news for Indiana. Jalen Harrelson out at the USA Basketball Workout getting ready for the, I think it's the under-16 trials that are taking place. He was asked about his recruiting. He mentioned IU. He mentioned some of the schools that he's already been to and schools that he is interested in. Obviously, Indiana was one of the first schools he mentioned. And each school, he gave basically a sentence or two about each school, about what he liked. For Indiana, he said, quote, Indiana was one of the first schools that reached out to me. Me and Coach Mike Woodson have been building our relationship for a long time now. I was the first 2025 that he offered for him. Uh, he made me a priority early, so I really respect that about him. So it sounds good. I mean, he had lots of good things to say about Jawan Howard in Michigan and Coach Izzo at Michigan State. He named Ohio State and, of course, Purdue as well. And uh, he said that when he was really young, Purdue and Indiana basically got involved with him at the same time. Uh, But uh, interesting to hear what he has to say. He's definitely uh, a big-time player here in a big-time basketball state. And is his his recruiting still has a long way potentially to go because keep in mind, uh, Jalen Harrelson at Fishers, just a 2025 player. So he's going to be a junior for this upcoming high school basketball season. So still a long uh, potential time that his recruitment can play out. But that is an update on where things stand with Indiana. And it sounds good for Coach Woodson. So we'll see how things play out. Also a new name to know, national top 25 prospect. His name is Tyler Betsy. He has scheduled an official visit at Indiana. He is from St. Thomas More in Connecticut. He plays travel ball with the New York Wrens program. He has set an official visit at Indiana for June 14th through the 16th. He's a six-foot-eight wing forward, a four-star prospect, number 23 nationally in the country, according to 247 Sports. I do know his name is, as far as what I saw at first surface back in the spring when the IU coaches were out watching some of the evaluation stuff, the live period in April, he was uh, he was watched by the IU coaches. And I believe Coach Woodson, Coach Hunter, also made a trip up in the spring to the Hoop Paul Classic in Springfield, Massachusetts, to see him with his high school team as well. Bessie's got offers from Duke and Kansas and Alabama, Auburn, Cincinnati, Georgia Tech, Iowa from the Big Ten, Michigan State, Nebraska, Rutgers, a lot of Big Ten interests and a lot of, uh, of interest in general from the high level of college basketball, but definitely a name on the IU radar. Boogie Fland is another name that's probably becoming familiar with IU fans as far as recruiting goes. He has said recently he was looking to take an official visit in June to Indiana, and there are multiple reports that have come out in the last day or so that he is going to be in Bloomington the same weekend that Betsy's going to be there. He's going to be there June 13th through the 15th. So it appears that that middle weekend in June is shaping up to be a big weekend for Indiana to have some big young players on campus 
for official visits. And, of course, official visits are different now. You can take some as a junior. You can take them as a senior. Uh, they're basically unlimited now. They've changed the rules completely on all that over the last two or three seasons, including a lot of new stuff here recently. So official visits have sure changed. But Indiana getting the opportunity to host Boogie Fland and Tyler Betsy uh, coming up June 13th, 14th, and 15th. And uh, kind of be interesting to see how things play out that weekend. And, of course, it's still early for some of these guys that are younger. But uh, definitely big when you get guys together on campus at the same time. You know, the last couple days, or especially a few days ago when the deadline was reached, uh, as far as exiting the NBA draft or keeping your name in the NBA draft, it, it had a big impact on the Big Ten Conference for next year. I think we've covered this, but the big decision by Zach Eady to return to Purdue, seven foot four, National Player of the Year, coming back to West Lafayette to help defend his Big Ten regular season title and conference tournament titles. Of course, also probably avenge an embarrassing NCAA tournament loss in the first round to number 16 seeded team by the Boilermakers. But uh, he's a big name back, Michigan State. Got a couple big names back in Jaden Akins and A.J. Hoggard are both coming back for next season. Illinois also gets Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins back. They were tinkering with the NBA. And there were other uh, decisions that will affect the conference for next year. Chase Aldige at Northwestern, he's decided to stay in the draft. But overall, I thought the Big Ten was a winner as a whole as far as getting some big names back for next year to make the conference as good as it possibly can be. So uh, the Big Ten got a lot tougher earlier this week by virtue of some of the guys that were in the draft or flirting with the draft that did not hire an agent and that have decided now to return to college basketball. And not only that in this new world, but to return to the school that they came from uh, because the transfer portal can affect some of that. Even when players decide not to stay in the draft, they can, if it's within the time frame, they can choose to go to a new school. So uh, definitely interesting to see who's back in the Big Ten Conference. I think the conference itself took a step up this week. Now, if you're looking at it just from an IU perspective, uh, it probably got tougher this week. The Big Ten Conference did not get easier for Indiana with Zach Eady or some of those other names staying with the NBA draft. But uh, definitely uh, Big Ten a winner as far as getting some big names back this week. Indiana, according to Andy Katz for next season, I saw he's updated his power rankings, and he's got the Hoosiers number 27 in the country. These are just way early rankings for next season. Michigan State is the top Big Ten team at number three. Purdue is right behind them at number four. Now that Zach Eady is back, Ohio State uh, number 19, Illinois 20th, Maryland 22nd, Northwestern 24th. So a whole bunch of Big Ten teams getting some off-season love by a lot of these early rankings out. I saw CBS Sports or someone had Zach Eady and Purdue as high as number two after his announcement that he's going to return to the Boilermakers for next season. So that decision by Edie and for Purdue has made them a lot more attractive here in the offseason as probably the Big Ten favorite with Michigan State. I think that's kind of the early odds-on is Michigan State and Purdue in some order to be atop the Big Ten Conference, but we'll see how things play out. Also, a couple other notes locally, getting ready for uh, baseball and uh, semi-state softball. I don't want to leave out the ladies. Softball this weekend, Silver Creek and Gibson Southern will play at the 3A Jasper semi-state. That game begins at 11 a.m. Uh, again, Silver Creek and Gibson Southern uh, it should be a good matchup. The Dragons are 27-9. and 9. 
They are number nine in the state in softball in that class. And Gibson Southern, with a better record, they are 27-4, and four, uh, number two in 3A softball. The winner of that Silver Creek-Gibson Southern game will take on the winner of Beach Grove and Tri-West. So it's a two-game semi-state. 1 p.m. for the Dragons is their semifinal. 7 o'clock in Jasper, the championship game, if Silver Creek can muster a way to advance. Also, uh, you've got baseball, Borden, and Rising Sun. That game at Lagodi, we've mentioned that. Told you about our Providence and Brownstown Central coverage from a Floyd Central's field at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Silver Creek and Connorsville, the 3A regional one-game championship game. We'll have that for you at uh, 3 p.m. on the Big X from Floyd Central. And then PK and I down in Evansville. We've got Jeff Castle, the 4A regional championship at the University of Evansville. Jeff, 17-10, and 10, really coming on. Castle, number 10 in the state. They're the favorite in this game. They are 23-6, and six, and they've got a really good pitcher who we expect will be the starter when the Knights and the Red Devils hook up on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening down in Evansville. Of course, one game regional, if Jeff could win, they would take on either New Palestine or Cathedral in the first game of a semi-state, two-game semi-state next week. So that's the lay of the land for local sports coming up this weekend. Also, I mentioned no hotels within an hour or so of Lexington for the regional at Kentucky's Field. Producer Justin Kalen, he says that uh, you got KHSAA state finals. I believe it's baseball going on down in Lexington this weekend. They bring a lot of teams to the state finals. And then, of course, uh, Railbird, a big music festival down in Lexington. So thank you, Justin, as always, for keeping us posted on everything happening in Lexington, Kentucky this weekend. That would make sense, not just the baseball regional there, but many events in Lexington this weekend, forcing some hotel problems, it sounds like. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll be back with uh, more, including a chat with Dylan Wallace of the Seymour Tribune. We'll talk IU basketball, probably a little baseball as well. And still ahead, Calden Deddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program. Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is with us in this segment as we talk IU basketball and more. And today I think we start with more because the college baseball regionals are coming up and there's a ton of interest in the Kentucky regional that they are hosting down in Lexington. Indiana a two seed, Kentucky the favorite, but I think we could be in for some good, ba- almost said basketball, some good baseball this weekend <laughs> when the rivals hook up at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because Indiana is a two-seed, but I just saw earlier today that they are underdogs actually against West Virginia uh, later tonight. So that's an interesting uh, thing there. And, you know, Kentucky is obviously pretty heavily favored over Ball State in this first game that's going to be coming up 
Um, but yeah, you know, Indiana uh, definitely uh, going to be a tough one for them against West Virginia if they're the, you know, at least gambling wise, the underdogs. So um, that's going to be an interesting matchup. But it'd be awesome if those two teams meet up um, in the regional. I know a lot of Indiana people are going to are going to be making the trip. Obviously, it's in Lexington, so Kentucky's going to be there. So they're probably big for a really cool and fun environment as well. Um, and so yeah, it'd be great. You know, I think we saw a couple weeks ago that these two teams were potentially going to be in, in the same spot, uh, in the same host site, and uh, it turned out that was what it was. And, you know, you get another Indiana school and Ball State in there as well. So it should be a, a fun weekend in Lexington. I know there's a, a lot of buzz earlier this week about a music festival going on there, so the hotels were harder to get. Um, so probably going to be a busy time uh, down there uh, late, uh, this, just kind of this weekend. But it should be a fun tournament in general. I know Indiana – um, struggle a little bit to close the regular season in the Big Ten tournament, um, but hopefully, you know, they're able to regroup and, and find a way to beat West Virginia tonight and um, most likely meet Kentucky in the next few days here. So, um, you know, it should, should be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I know I'll be trying to keep track of it and everything, and, um, you know, college baseball, it, it can be a lot of fun. You know, it takes you deep into the summer, so it's always something to put on, and it's always a lot better when two teams like this that we're familiar with are, are in it and potentially going up against each other. I know fans will get a kick out of that if it happens. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, I tell you what, I don't get to pay a lot of attention to college baseball outside of Indiana, maybe a little bit of UofL just across the river, but the regionals are really good. The Super Regionals are great. The College World Series is on my bucket list. Uh, I, I could really get into it if I had the time to watch these games. College baseball and even softball, it's good stuff. Yeah, I watched some of the softball um, that was going on when Indiana was playing Louisville and um some of those schools, and that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, the crowds are always really good. Um, you know, there's some programs out there in college baseball that just get awesome crowds. I know Mississippi State's one of them. They have a really cool field, and the environment they get is super cool. So a lot of it seems awesome. You know, I've been over to Bart Coffin Field in Indiana for some games, and it's always just a really fun, awesome environment, um, just really kind of chill to sit out there and watch some baseball. So college baseball is a lot of fun, and, um, you know, I – I don't keep up with it as much as I want, but I kind of know the big programs. You know, Vanderbilt's always one of the best ones in the in the nation. So um, you kind of see a lot of familiar faces down the road uh, when we get farther into this tournament. But, um, yeah, so it, it should be a lot of fun and um, expecting some good games. And a lot of these kids, you know, are probably going to get drafted or maybe they're already drafted and they're elected electing to play, you know, throughout their college, you know, career right now. So there's a lot of good players here that, uh, you know, you can potentially see, you know, in the in the major leagues in a couple of years from now. So, it's always it's always a fun kind of time to watch, tune into it, especially when we're in the summer. There's not a whole lot on, you know. After the NBA Finals is over, you know, the the College World Series basically be starting up. So, you know, it's just something on TV to watch when we're kind of in this dead heat of the summer. But yeah, so it's a lot of fun, and uh, like I said, hopefully, you know, at least one of Indiana, Kentucky, get out of that regional, and um, hopefully they play each other. It'd be a lot of fun to watch. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, before we get off of baseball. Where are you headed this weekend? Are there any locals you'll be following in regional baseball or semi-state softball? We've got a full load of teams here in our area that are still alive and trying to move on. Uh, yeah, I think one of my teams is playing one of your teams. You do Providence. You know, uh, you know, Brownstown Central is playing them in the regional this weekend down in Floyd Central. So uh, we're going to have someone go to that. Uh, me personally, I have the state track meets tonight and tomorrow. Uh, I got a couple athletes from from Seymour and Brownstown that are meet, getting me running in this meet here in Bloomington, um, so that's nice. But yeah, Brownstown's the, the only baseball team we or softball team we have left, so it's their baseball team taking on Providence. Um, and 
you know, I'm, I'm super intrigued to see what happens with Je- Jefferson baseball, though. I, I was able to watch their game against Seymour in the sectional semifinal. Um, I was just really impressed by a lot of the kids on that team. Uh, they got some studs, Jaden Hart. Uh, Bingham was an awesome pitcher. When they bring in Demby to close the game, you're basically helpless against him. Um, you know, Phillips hit that two-run bomb. So they have a really, really good team. And you know, I wasn't surprised when they beat Floyd. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see what they, what they can do against Castle. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good teams down there, that's for sure. All right, Dylan Wallace, my guest, talking some baseball to start our segment. The Thornton's text line is open as well. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's get to basketball. I tell you what, good news for the Big Ten, bad news for Indiana earlier this week with some of the guys that have decided to pull from the draft. They didn't have agents or representation so they can return to college basketball. And Zach Eady and Purdue at the top of the list. Purdue is going to be one of the best teams in the country, at least in the offseason. They're going to be projected to that level all offseason with the return of Zach Eady. Yeah, they certainly will be um, because you look at what they did last year in the in the regular season, um, and it's just hard to deny that they're probably going to be a little bit similar to that uh, again this year. You know, some of their freshman guards are going to be a year older. Um, you know, just having Edie back in general and being kind of the fulcrum of what they do offensively and defensively, to be honest, you know, that's it's going to be tough for, for people not to take them seriously in the regular season. Um, as a Big Ten favorite, uh, I haven't, I don't know if the Big Ten title odds are out yet, but I imagine it'd be them or Michigan State, and I wouldn't be surprised if it is Purdue. Um, so, you know, they're going to be they're going to be probably pretty good again. And I think, you know, just one of the biggest things now is after what happened last year to them in the NCAA tournament, um, you know, I don't know how much their fans or even people just in general are going to take them very seriously in the regular season. I think everyone's just going to say, well, let's wait till we'll see what they do in March. Because um, losing to a 16 seed and, you know, the year before that, losing to, uh, who was that, St. Peter's, losing to, the, I think they were a 15 seed. You know, they, they've had some tough go of it in the, in the tournament lately. So, you know, they're going to be good in the regular season, that's no doubt. But I think people are just going to be not taking them as seriously as maybe we did a year ago. So, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch, but definitely going to be a tough team to play. You know, it's going to be tough for Indiana. You know, we all we know we they always play them twice, so you know, have to see Edie twice. And um, but hey, they got a little bit more size on the roster now. You know, uh, Khalil Ware is you know like seven feet tall, so that 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 should help out a little bit. You know, Trace was he was undersized and athletic as he was, he did the best he could. But you know, Indiana's got a little bit more size to throw at uh, Edie now, so so maybe that that could uh, pose for him to have a little bit of an easier matchup with him. Uh, he's still a load to handle, but yeah, Purdue's probably going to be pretty good. Definitely at the top of the Big Ten. Definitely going to be ranked in the top twenty-five all year long. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But I think everyone's just going to be like, "Well, let's see what they do in March," just because of what they've done the last two years, losing the fifteen and sixteen seeds. It's a, it's a tough go of it. Ed was on both those teams, so um, I'm sure they're wondering, you know, can we win with him as kind of the main guy on the team? Absolutely. Uh, talking with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, I tell you what, you know, we talk a lot about individual players and who's back for next season at Indiana and all the schools in the Big Ten. But listening to some of Mike Woodson's comments the other night out at Huber's and thinking about the team for next season, I think the biggest question around things is now that the roster is basically set, what does the offense look like post-Trace Jackson Davis? And Mike Woodson has made a couple comments about that, but I think that's going to be something in this offseason for us to talk about, think about, and ultimately wonder what could be different about this team and program for next season without Trace basically touching the ball every possession. Yeah, based on his comments, uh, like you said, at at Huber's Winery, you know, he made it seem like, hey, you know, I've never really coached a guy 
that's just straight up post ups before. Um, and he said, now that now that you know Trace has moved on, like I I can get back into kind of my my comfort zone, what I know best. Um, so what that's going to look like, we don't know yet. I think he even said, you know, we're waiting to get everybody together on campus. You know, I'll set the ground rules and we'll start playing, and then he'll start to figure out, you know, what what's going to be the best offensive system for Indiana. Um, I imagine it's going to be a, a lot of the a lot of the ball is going to be in Xavier Johnson's hands, pick and rolls with with Kalel Ware and Mbako and you know, guys can pop out, roll the basket, all these different kind of things. Um, so I'm really curious to see how, how it looks. You know, do we get any kind of post-ups? You know, Claire Ware's got a Mitch mask because he's so tall, do you throw it down to him? You know, we know Malik Renew has good post moves. So, you know, I think they're still going to they're still going to sprinkle in some back-to-the-basket touches for certain guys. But, you know, we might not see it every single time on the floor like we were just so accustomed to with Trace because he was just so good at it. Um, so, so I'm really curious to see – what it does, and they have so many options they can go to. They have so many talented guys that you know we expect to have major roles. Um, you know, Kalel Ware is one of them. Mackenzie Mbako is another. Malik Renew is one. That's three guys there. You know, Xavier Johnson's going to want to get his at some point. Um, in addition to kind of being the guy who sets the floor with everybody, so you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting pieces on this roster. Um, and I'm, I'm, the biggest thing is, you know, there's no question about the talent, but it's just how are these guys going to mix together? How are they going to play together? What kind of styles is Woodson going to want to run with them? And I think we're going to see maybe a little bit more of a quote-unquote modern offense, you know. So it seems like what he wants to do, it seems like what he's what he's hinting at. So to see what that looks like, I'm, I'm definitely excited because um, we we haven't really seen it for a while. You know, Trace is here for for a full four years, and every single year he was there, basically everything ran through him. Um, and you know, even the year before that, with Juwan Morgan and Romeo Langford, like we, we there's a lot of Juwan Morgan post-ups, you know, and and he was a little bit undersized as well, so. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna look different for Indiana fans for sure. Um, and, and you know, I think we started to see some things with what Woodson was doing toward the end of you know a couple of years ago with Xavier Johnson when when he was doing high pick and rolls with Trace and and getting the things kicking out the shooters stuff like that. So we saw maybe a little bit of it there, and you know, with more options now on offense, maybe it'll look more like that. So um, I'm definitely excited to see what they're able to to work up here in the off season and. You know, I think every everyone's pretty excited for this basketball team as they should be because they got a lot of talent. And you know, Woodson made comments about you know, hey, you know, we missed on a couple guys early in the the transfer season just because you know they didn't think Indiana kind of belonged up there with the other teams, but they were able to get some guys that did think that. And and you know, he that's what he expects of Indiana. So definitely excited. You know, they're going to have a lot of fun games early on in the season that we're going to see them against good competition. So um, this this should be a a fun off season give us a lot to talk about you know lineups and you know how they're going to play and all these different kind of things so uh it's definitely fun and i'm looking forward to it to see how they come out and play and what's their style going to be like all right dylan wallace sports editor seymour tribune good stuff Uh, recruiting continues to be a good topic for indiana right now i know some fans say matt until we get somebody committed (laughs) you know it's never good news in this world we're in and that's true but Indiana is involved, as I said earlier this week, with so many top players in different classes right now. It's really unbelievable. And it looks like coming up in mid-June, it's going to be a big weekend for the Hoosiers here in the middle of the offseason because there are going to be some really big-name players, including Boogie Fland, on the IU campus. So Indiana continuing to be right there in the mix for some of these big guys. And it's important for fans to understand, Dylan, you can talk about this some as well, Indiana's not going to get all these guys. They're going up against Duke and Kansas and so many other big programs that have had maybe more immediate success than what Indiana has as far as Final Fours and national championships and all that sort of thing. But 
Indiana is squarely involved in the mix for some of these guys, and occasionally they're going to get somebody like McKenzie Mbako, and it might happen a little untraditionally. It might come from the transfer portal or because of a late change with a coach or some other decision where there's a decommitment, but at the end of the day, Indiana is now a player on a somewhat regular basis for some of these very key players is my takeaway from Mike Woodson and his coaching staff. And that's the big thing is just to get back into the conversation. You know, you're not, like you said, you're not going to get everybody. Um, and, you know, no one gets everybody. Kentucky doesn't get everybody. Kansas doesn't get everybody. You know, they'll, they'll hit some, some big dudes here or there, but they don't get every single top priority they want. Because um, there's so many good schools out there. There's so many programs that can throw different things at players in terms of NIL stuff now. And you know, there's, a lot of high, there's a lot of coaches that people want to go play for um, in co- across college basketball. And, you know, I think we're seeing that right now with, you know, Kentucky, who we're just so used to. They, they've really struggled, especially this offseason, trying to bring in, you know, transfer portal guys. Um, they're bringing in, you know, a, a decent freshman class. But when you look at the roster, I think they only have eight scholarship players. And, you know, it's, a lot of them are going to be freshmen coming in. So, you know, it's going to be they, – they've kind of had a tough time getting it as well. So that just goes to show you that, you know, it's what you know. You don't just get everybody that you want, and and you know, I think with Indiana, you know, sure there were some people who were upset about certain guys they they missed, you know, in, in the in the transfer portal offseason. But I'll tell you what, I'd ra- I'd rather have Chloe Ware and Mackenzie Mbako than Chris Ledlam and Dalton Connect. Just honestly, just that you know, if you're asking me who what two players would I rather have, I would pick those guys. So you know, when you look at it that way. You know, did Indiana really miss out, or did they kind of cash in by by not getting those guys because you know Mbako decommits and and something else opens up there? You know, so I think it worked out good for Indiana, and we're just starting to see them back in these conversations with these high major guys. And you know, sure, people can say you know, well, we don't care if, until somebody commits, but when you see Boogie Flans, the number one point guard prospect in 2024, is coming to your campus, that, that's something to get excited about. You know, when he gets in on your campus, I think it's. June 13th through 15th that weekend, that's a big deal because it means he's taking you seriously. He wants to at least give you a chance here. So that's some exciting news for sure. And, uh, you know, you know you've seen what Mike Woodson's been able to do with, with a guy like Jaden Hulichapino as a point guard. Um, you've seen kind of the growth of but Xavier Johnson in that point guard position. You know, we'll be curious to see, you know, how does Gabe Cups grow into kind of a point guard role here at Indiana. Um, if you got, if you have these numerous examples of you of Woodson bringing in guards and really making them into awesome players, um, then that's, that's appealing to a guy like this who, you know, will obviously want to go to the NBA pretty quickly after he commits somewhere. And, you know, an example like Jalen Huchifino is a perfect one. And, you know, when he's talk hyping up the program while he's doing his pre-draft workouts, um, you know, that, that's really looks good for everybody. So uh, it's definitely something to get excited about. And, you know, it's, it's never going to be a done deal until they officially pick your name. But it just feels like, when Indiana is getting these guys on campus, when Indiana's in the top five with, you know, Kansas and Michigan and North Carolina, whatever, you just feel like there's more of a realistic chance that they could be one of the schools picked. Um, and before it wasn't like that with the prior coaching staff. You know, I remember seeing Indiana in a bunch of top tens and maybe a couple top sevens and maybe once or twice in a top three. Um, but it just never felt like they got the big time names that that weren't from the state of Indiana and. And now it feels like that's kind of turned the table a little bit. You just feel like with this coaching staff, there's a better chance that, you know, these guys could pick the Hoosiers. And, um, you know, we're getting a lot of, lot more high-end talent here in Bloomington, and that's, a, that's an exciting thing. So, you know, when you start to see these names come out and where they're ranked in the, in the, in the process, um, you know, you start to feel a little bit more optimistic about, hey, I feel like Indiana has a real chance here to potentially land one of these guys. Will they? Who knows? But, you know, the fact that they're kind of in these conversations in a serious way is definitely exciting. And, um, you know, I think – 
what Woodson has shown us the last couple of years is uh, he, he definitely they definitely know how to di- identify the good talent, and uh, they've done a pretty good job bringing a lot of good guys in. So uh, I'm excited to see what this offseason brings us in terms of these 2024 guys, and um, it, it, it should just be a fun time. And, you know, things are, things are humming right now, and that, that's a good thing. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor, Seymour Tribune. Dylan, always great to catch up. Enjoy your regional game, Providence and Brownstown, this weekend. That's a game we'll have here on the Big X. John Spears will be the voice of that game. And uh, as always, we'll talk again next Friday. Sounds good. Thank you. We'll head to a commercial break, come back with our final segment. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star are going to join us as we wrap up the show and wrap up the week and head into what should be a beautiful weekend. I know a lot of people in the baseball and softball worlds hoping it's a great weekend for weather with so many big games set this weekend, so fingers crossed for that. And uh, looking forward to being down in Evansville tomorrow night for the Jeff and Castle game. Can the underdog devils do it again? We'll have that call beginning around 4 p.m. Eastern time on our sister station, 970 AM WGTK. To a quick commercial break, back with more after this here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star are going to join us here in just a second. want to remind you that the Big X Sports Radio golf card is available still. It's a great Father's Day gift. This year's card features Park Mammoth, which is a course down near Bowling Green, Kentucky. Outside of that course, Old Capitol in Cordon, Elk Run and Jeff, Valley View in Floyd's Knobs, Wooded View in Clarksville, and Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus, Indiana, all of those courses, great Southern Indiana courses on the card, and you can play those courses and more for $25 a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Supply is limited. Get yours today online at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Again, 812-725-1457. Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis star with us. Kyle, earlier today... I mentioned Jalen Harrelson, a little update. He was talking with one of the recruiting websites about the schools that he has visited so far, and he had some good things to say about Mike Woodson and Jawan Howard and Tom Izzo and some of the big-name coaches that he's dealt with here pretty early still in his recruiting process. But you can kind of get us up to date more. He's been at Colorado Springs recently for a USA basketball development opportunity for a chance to represent the country and play on Team USA coming up here very soon. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, out in Colorado Springs, and I think it was uh, Eric Bossy. I'm pretty sure I read that uh, what uh, Eric had written as well. And yeah, he's been out there and obviously playing uh, this spring with uh, uh, Indy Heat, and and you know have an opportunity now to probably get back with his high school team here. Sure, I don't know what Fisher's is doing exactly for June, but uh, we're starting with some of those. Uh, Showcases. I think uh, there's a couple today or this weekend uh, going on. Indiana Wesleyan, I think, has one. But, uh, but yeah, he's been 
you know, a lot of the schools that have, you know, Indiana, Michigan, uh, Purdue, Michigan State, uh, are some of the ones that have, have kind of been, been kind of a Big Ten centric, uh, somewhat for, for Jalen. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a, got a long list of offers already. And I think I use made, I makes a lot of sense for him. And I think he's got a pretty strong, uh, connection there already. But, uh, you know, still, you know, I would think probably another ways off anyway. Only going into his junior year, and he's, he's he is a legitimately young uh, player. He just turned, I want to say, in April. I can't remember the day, but he turned 16 in April. So he's kind of a late, even a, a bit of a young sophomore. So he's he's got, uh, I think, some time to even develop even more. Obviously, and and uh, you know, it's time to, I think to to make a decision. I don't sense that he's going to jump on something early i'm always you know somewhat surprised i guess when those top guys do that so i wouldn't think he would but uh but yeah he, he has been in the recruiting process for a while and i know he knows a lot about iu purdue and and even some of those other state you know those other schools that you know you, you, michigan state basically recruits like an in-state uh, program when they really go after a guy and uh and they've been on harrelson pretty good and, and like i said a couple others in that uh situation as well but uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. At least we'll probably see him at the underclass workout and then, uh, of course, the uh, Futures game uh, thing that they're doing next week, and hopefully he's uh, involved in that as well. I know that was the plan. So uh, looking forward to seeing him play a couple times here in June. Kyle Nedner at the Indianapolis Star with us to close out the show here on Friday. You know, we talk a lot of recruiting stuff, and you've got a great read on the entire state when it comes to players, coaches, and even the college coaches and the travel programs too. And I saw earlier that Notre Dame made an announcement. Of course, that's Coach Micah Shrewsbury. And you and I talked when he got that job coming back into the state from Penn State that he would be a thorn in the side of Matt Painter at Purdue, Mike Woodson at Indiana, as far as getting some big-name guys. He has a great reputation. He's been a great recruiter, and he's now had some success as a head coach at Penn State after a lot of years as an assistant and even some NBA time with Brad Stevens as well. He hired a guy that you and I know well, Ryan Owens, who was basically an AAU basketball coach, a high school assistant for years, very well connected in our state, very well connected in Indianapolis. Uh, within the last few years, Coach Owens transitioned to college. He was coaching over at DePaul, I be- believe, in the Chicago area. And I saw this morning that Notre Dame and Coach Shrewsbury are bringing him on staff. So some of the things that you and I spoke about, about recruiting the state of Indiana and how Coach Shrews would have a chance to do that at a high level, I think adding Ryan Owens, who might be unknown to a lot of listeners of this program, those in the circle know he is a very influential and connected person, and it only kind of reinforces my thoughts of Shrewsbury at Notre Dame being a pain in the side of Indiana and Purdue. Yeah, I actually tweeted that out the other day. Uh, I think it was last Friday or somewhere that Ryan was, was – I talked to him, and he's been a, a guy that I've known uh, for years. And I know a lot of – you know, it's sort of one of those things where, you know, he's not a name necessarily, uh, you know, that's out there among, like, the common fans, I would say. But people who know uh, high school basketball or know AAU basketball or, you know, are around it, um, they know who he is, and he knows a lot, you know, and he – he was pretty well connected with Micah uh, through, uh, you know, when Micah was coaching in college, and he, he got to know those staffs pretty well at Butler and then and then Purdue, and then really everywhere. He coached Indy Heat, and he coached, um, you know, the ways Blackford got to know him, he's coaching Indiana Elite, uh, and then coached uh, uh, in the uh, Eric Gordon program as well. So he's kind of been all over as far as that goes, and then, you know, he's been involved in, 
you know, the Santa for Sneakers thing. That was his company who put that on, you know, that new event that uh, has been happening in Brownsburg the last couple of years. So a long way to say, I mean, he's, he's really well connected. And I think uh, I talked to him a lot, you know, and he told me early on, Micah was, was interested and, you know, that was something that could happen. And, uh, you know, I didn't know if he would do it. He's got a young family and I think they're going to end out, uh, you know, you got a daughter who's going to graduate and then they're probably going to move up there next year, uh, his rest of his family. But, but yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, Micah picked up a commitment yesterday from Tay Davis from uh, Warren central, uh, who was one year out of Seton hall. I talked to Tay yesterday and, uh, you know, Micah's connections with him are a big reason, probably the main reason why he's going to Notre Dame now. So, uh, and you're going to see that. I think you're going to, you mentioned that. I mean, that's, it's something that Notre Dame hasn't been a huge factor in in-state recruiting. Occasionally they have been, but, uh, for the most part, it's pretty well you really Michigan state, <laughs> you know, they're, they're probably been more involved than, <clears throat> than most. Xavier has been, uh, you know, a school that's recruited a lot in the state, but you know, now Notre Dame's going to be in there and, you know, because of Owens, because of, uh, Micah, you know, because, you know, uh, Brian Snow's on staff there now. Who knows the state really well? So, <clears throat> yeah, they're going to be they're going to be in on a lot of these guys, and I think they're going to be a big factor uh, in uh, in in-state recruiting. We've already seen it, you know, start to happen. Marcus Burton was already committed, but recommitted, and then uh, you know, Logan Imes comes in from Zionsville, and now you get Tay Davis, who's an Indiana guy, and and uh, you know has. Uh, has a lot of potential, you know, and I think he's he's going to do well uh, in college. So that's a big a big get for them, and and a big get to get Ryan Owens on board. Kyle Dedrip, the Indianapolis Star, with us. Kyle, uh, get out, enjoy some good baseball or softball this weekend. Baseball regionals, softball semi states, and as always, we appreciate you coming on, sharing some knowledge with us here on this Friday show. Absolutely, have a good weekend, Matt. All right, uh, Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star, with us. One more time, before we get out, I want to remind you our plan for the weekend. Providence at 11 a.m. tomorrow on the Big X. Silver Creek at 3 p.m. on the Big X. Jeffersonville at 4 p.m. on 970 a.m. That's the plan. we got a regional trifecta of baseball games. John Spears will be at Floyd Central. He's got Providence and Silver Creek. I'll be down in Evansville with the Jeffersonville-Castle game. We've got three of the four locals covered tomorrow, and then we'll readjust for semi-state coming up the following week after we see who wins. So good luck to all of our local teams. Good luck to Silver Creek softball as well as they play in a two-game potential semi-state coming up on Saturday for them as well. It's always fun when our locals win, and we got a great tradition of producing a lot of winners here from Clark and Floyd Counties. We should be very proud of our high school sports and our schools. It's a great tradition here, and uh, this time of year, as you get further and further into the postseason, you see who stands out, and there's always somebody, if not multiple schools, standing out here in this area. Have a great weekend. Should be good weather. Get out, enjoy yourself, be safe. We'll be back on Monday at 11 a.m. to recap everything from the weekend. And that's going to do it here for this Friday edition of the program. If you ever miss a live show, you want to go back and catch it or listen to a segment that you missed, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. Talk with you Monday. Actually, talk with you Saturday from Evansville. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>